You're listening to episode 20 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Happy New Year, friends. It's the first official episode of 2019, and I am so excited for the year. New blessings, new memories, and of course, more conversations to help you fuel your life. I hope everyone had a great holiday season. I'd like to say I worked a lot, but I took the much-needed time off to spend some time with my family. I also took self-care up a notch and have been mindfully working on some things that were outlined in episode 18, which I should mention has also been the most listened to episode since launching, and the reviews and comments were beyond amazing and genuine. So thank you for listening and sharing and giving your feedback. It empowers me to continue this journey. Speaking of reviews, I want to start highlighting reviews of the week. So to get a chance to get a shout out on the podcast with your review, submit your review to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app, and I'll choose the one that speaks to me each week to highlight. This week's review comes from Corey. Genuine and real. Best part is, is that Lauren is so real and authentic. She's truly living the life that she's helping others achieve, while also sharing her own obstacles and how she's overcoming them. Was also impressed with the production and listening quality. Dang! Thanks, Corey! So again, submit your review on your favorite podcast app, and I'll choose one to highlight weekly. And what do you think? Should I include a little prize for this review of the week, or maybe a monthly giveaway? I don't know. Hit me with your feedback. Let's grow this podcast together. Okay, so are you ready to dive into this week's episode, which is all about goals, focus, and motivation? Of course you are. You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, and let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business, and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith, and welcome back to another episode. Now that we're in the new year... We're all getting a little bit more focused in on planning and executing our goals. And goals can be hard to define as well as achieve. Sometimes we lose the drive and motivation, and other times we just made crappy goals. I'm guilty of both. So that's why I brought in this week's guest, who's here to teach us how we can stay focused and create goals that are not only smart, but achievable. Amanda Skokozo is a transformational coach and courage catalyst. Her mission is to help awaken all of your dreams and passions, open your mind to allow in what you need to live the life you deserve, and to live a life of passion, power, and purpose. Amanda, welcome to the show, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Lauren. I'm so happy to be here today. Oh, thank you. Well, you are a transformational coach and a courage catalyst, and transformation and courage are really two words that go hand in hand. So I love the timing of this episode because now that we are in the new year, many of us are ready to transform, but part of transformation is having the courage to do so. So before we really dig deep into our conversation about goals and staying focused and trusting ourselves, will you share your background and your journey? How did you come into the path of coaching exactly? Sure, Lauren. Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, 
coaching kind of fell on my lap, but I feel that I was probably always destined for it. Um, growing up, my, my mom was mentally ill since I was a child, and we got into a terrible car accident when I was about five years old. And after that, um, she was diagnosed shortly after as bipolar and paranoid schizophrenic. Mm. And so I was five years old dealing with this, and you know, you don't have the tools to understand what's going on. Every year she went into the hospital. And as I got older and probably in my teens, I always had a passion to want to understand people and why things happen the way they do and how to help. And it really wasn't just embedded in me, I feel like, since I was a child. Um, a funny story, I, at 16, I decided I wanted to be a child psychologist because I had a passion for working with children. So... Um, I actually, <laughs> I actually started going through the help wanted section and if you to remember the movie Desperately Seeking Susan, yeah. she would go through the help wanted big red marker. Yeah. So I was, I was an 80s baby. So this is what I did. I went through and I started calling at 16 because I thought I knew everything already. And they're laughing at me because clearly I was a child on the phone right. applying for a child psychologist position. They're like, no, sweetheart, you have to go to college first. <laughs> <laughs> um, life happened. It got in the way. Um, mainly I was taking care of my mom. I didn't get to go to college right after high school. I was working. And so if I flash forward about, let's say, almost 20 years, I through that those years I had a journey of studying personal development. I was immersed in the Tony Robbins community, um, a lot of other divisions, um, nonviolent communication, linguistic programming. I was just studying all of this, but not knowing where it was going. I just was curious at the time. Right. And I ended up in a really stressful job, probably one of the most stressful and abusive jobs I could have ever been in, and. That is what catapulted me into coaching, but I still didn't know I was going to be a transformational coach. I wanted to just understand why everyone was acting the way they were in this office because it was a very unusual environment and I was the manager. So I had to learn to deal with different personalities mm -hmm. and I thought coaching was the perfect way. Um, and flash, you know, flash forward again, and here I am, and I'm a transformational coach. So it, it kind of just fell in my lap. I didn't know exactly that's what I was doing when I was doing it. Yeah. I went to school for it, and I just, I, as soon as I, I heard about coaching and I went to school for it, I just knew, I said, oh, this is putting all the pieces together now. I understand. And ever since then, it's just been a, a beautiful journey. So for some of our listeners who may not know what a transformational coach is, can you kind of break that down for them? Absolutely. Um, I incorporate mind and it's really just helping to open up passageways to release the limiting beliefs or the self-doubt that is preventing you from moving forward. Mm. Wow. And we all have those. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> oh, it's been like the theme of my life. I feel like so, sometimes my podcast guests are my guests because it's a message that I need to hear too. So like you're talking, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do yes, you remember like a specific time in your life where you really just had to trust yourself and leap into the unknown? I mean, clearly you did with coaching, but is there anything big that resonates with you? Yeah, I... Uh... You know, I was always somebody who was so planned out. Everything had a plan 
for the plan with a plan and a backup plan. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was just immersed in certainty. I needed to know what the answer was. Things happened. And, you know, I didn't have a fallback plan. I, I lived on my own. I was about 17. So I always knew that whatever I was doing, I had to succeed because there was nothing to fall back on. Mm. And when I was working in the job I mentioned earlier, it was extremely difficult. And my cutting point was I ended up in the ER. I thought I was having a heart attack. And when I was laying in the hospital bed, I I started making calls, planning for my next job. And I had two job offers while I was still sitting in the ER. (laughs) Wow. This, This gives you an idea of how much of a planner I was. But I just knew I couldn't go back to that office again. Wow. So while I was sitting in the hospital, they admitted me. I was in there for four days. And thank goodness it was just, um, you know, it was stress, but no heart attack, thank God. But while I was sitting there, I realized if I go to another job, it's just the same thing again. And so while I was there, I made the commitment to myself to never return to corporate again. And I decided to move I found my dream apartment and I began my coaching business with literally a savings account, no job. And the irony of all this is I ended up with unemployment because the company gave me a severance package. I think they thought I was going to sue. (laughs) So I ended up with a small severance. It lasted me about two months, but um, at that point I never looked back. So I really had to let go of all that planning because I had no clue what was going to happen. And that was about four and a half years ago and I'm still here (laughs) and I'm doing it. So it was for me just taking that leap and believing that it was possible uh, was tremendous because of where I was at at that point. I was so such a, you know, a predictable person and a planner. So that was huge for me. Are you still a planner? Maybe not in the depth of things or you really had to release that and kind of go with the flow. I had to release it. And um, there's an interesting uh, quiz that I, I constantly recommend to myself, to my clients. I, I've, I test myself periodically. and It's the six human needs. And my highest need at the time was certainty. Mm. So what that means is that I had to plan everything. It just, the quiz showed it. It was there in black and white. So I had to do little things to start to release the certainty, release the predictability, and take small chances in life, small things. And when I say small, it could be turning off the navigation and driving somewhere, you know, little tiny things just to know that you can go into the unknown and make it okay. And I, you know, I, I really go so much of planning and I'm comfortable with the unknown. And I had to learn to trust myself. And those little tiny steps is really how I did it. Yeah. And the unknown is almost like such a big word for entrepreneurship. If entrepreneurship could have a word, it would be unknown. Absolutely. So much that we have to endure. And I love that you, you made the commitment to never go back to corporate. I made that same commitment. And I'm sure, like like me, you have probably had times where it would have been so much easier to fall yeah. back into that because you have a stable paycheck. You know when you're going to be off. Your phone's not mm-hmm. going to be ringing for a client at nine o'clock at night when you're, you know, like ready to go down for bed. But it, it would sometimes be easier. But is is 
easier always the best path? For me, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. It's not included in your happiness. So I love that you made that commitment to yourself as well. Yeah, it was. Um, and I agree with you because there's times that I thought to myself, what am I doing? You know, and, you know, especially in the beginning, because you have to really, you know, focus and, you know, keep that momentum going. And that's when all the doubts are coming up, especially in the beginning. Um, yes. But I just had to trust myself and just know that this is what I was meant to do. Right. So it was a constant reminder. Yeah. Well, focus is big for many and I'm a work from home entrepreneur. And sometimes I have trouble staying focused on my goals and continuously stepping towards them. So how do you motivate yourself to stay focused? You know, I believe that there's two different types of ways that we can become motivated. Um, There's people that are motivated um, towards something and people that are motivated away from something. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed was just wanting something wasn't enough for me. I'm motivated by the away from method and everybody's different in the away from method. It's looking at what, what is the, what is going to happen if I don't follow through? What is the worst case scenario? And I built it up pretty clear when I moved um, from where I was living at my, when I was working at my corporate job, I moved to basically an Island and I live in New York. I live about 15, 20 miles away from New York City, but we are in an island that to get anywhere, you need to take a bridge or it's not convenient. There's not a whole lot of things to do here. And so if I was to go back to corporate, my commute would be horrible. I'd have to either cross over a bridge to get to work or, you know, sit in massive traffic because it's very congested over here. And I thought about all these things when I moved. So I basically positioned myself that there's really not an option for me to go back to work living here. And where I'm living is my dream. I live across from the ocean. I can walk across the street to the board. And so sitting here at my desk, looking out the window, I'm staring at the ocean right now as I'm talking to you. Mm. And so how could I give that up and go back to sitting in an office where maybe I even don't have a window? (laughs) Right. So you know, I thought about all these things. And so when, especially when I was getting started, I get up in the morning and I think to myself, okay, you have an alternative, get out of bed and go to your desk or go sit in traffic for an hour and a half, two hours to get to work, Mm. you know, sit here and look out the window, take a break and walk to the beach or go sit in an office for a minimum of eight to 10 hours and then come home. And you know, you don't need to (laughs) Right. So, you know, I, I'm motivated by the away from, and not everybody is. Some people that would discourage them, they would go the other way. So you have to know what motivates you. Are you motivated by that big picture, the big dream? Does that keep your momentum going? Or do you need to look at what's the alternative and then um, plan it that way? So I think everybody has a different button that needs to be pressed. And for me, it was definitely the away from method. I really like that method and the way you broke it down because... I, now that you're talking, I actually think I am an away from person too, because I can look at the big picture and the big picture is always going to be there, but it's the things I don't want to do that actually motivate me more than the Mm -hmm. things that I do. Cause it's like, yeah, I will do that, but I can't go back to that. Like, so it it almost motivates me in the direction of doing what I want to do by simply not going back to what I don't want. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. So Amanda, do you have any specific tools or methods that you've used that you ha- that you use or that you teach to help develop goals? Absolutely. Um, what I start with, um, and I, like I said, I've used this for myself, but what I start with with all my clients is I have them start with their 60 minutes quiz. And this is something developed by Chloe Madonna, and she's a very well-known psychotherapist. It helps to identify what it is that you are looking to fulfill in your life and what you're holding on to and what needs to be tweaked. So as I mentioned earlier, mine was certainty. And that was my highest need. And when I worked on this myself, I was able to transition that to the least meaning it came in sixth place. And um, of the six human needs, there's certainty, uncertainty, love and connection, significance, growth, and contribution. So knowing what it is that's getting in your way that's the first step I feel for everyone is just knowing what your highest need is, what you're looking to fulfill and how it can be modified. How is it impacting your life? Wow. Um, Secondly, I'm a planner and I had to let go of, and this ties into certainty that yes, I can have a plan. We all need to have a plan, especially as an entrepreneur, but being okay with it, not always working out exactly like you, thought it was going to. So being okay with failure mm-hmm. and not beating myself up that we're all human and it doesn't mean that it's over. It just means you have to try a different angle maybe. Yeah. So, you know, having the right mindset going into something when you're setting goals is so important because if you look at it from a perfectionist angle, you're actually paralyzing yourself. You have to really be the opposite, okay with everything going wrong because things will go wrong yeah. and be prepared for, you know, kind of taking that curveball and going a different direction. Um, yeah. it's, it is almost like you have to, to kind of like step back and when you are planning, and I know what so many of us are planning almost, I know people who are planning out their entire 2019 and I'm like, well, that's, that's bold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's really yeah. Because I tried to do that last year and out of all, I, you know, I, I journal a lot. So I look back on what I actually did. This podcast was not in my goal. Writing a book was not in my plan. You know, like nothing was in that Mm -hmm. plan that I actually accomplished. And then I looked at all the things I wanted to Mm -hmm. do and I was like, oh, that's okay. You know, it's okay that it didn't happen the way I thought. And I think sometimes we can get so tripped up in that picture that we've created in our head of what it's supposed to look like that sometimes we forget what it's supposed to feel like too. That's great. Yes, absolutely. Wow. So what tips do you have for people as as they are planning these these next couple months of their life? You know, I like to keep your goals as small achievable steps as opposed to having a large goal. Mm -hmm. And if you think about something you, you know, that, that that's huge that we can all relate to. Imagine that your goal was to one day become president. Well, you're not going to just become president tomorrow. You have a lot of steps along the way. So you have to look at the steps and imagine the steps like a ladder. And each time you achieve something and you climb up to the next step on the ladder, you have to reward yourself. And this comes from um, my studies in positive psychology that 
you need to see the reward to keep your momentum going and to build your confidence. Each time you go another step, your confidence is stronger to know that you can, you're one step closer to that end goal. And so you have to reward yourself, acknowledge yourself, and not just assume that it's going to happen. Because if you don't take the time to acknowledge how far you've come, then you're going to burn yourself out. Mm. So it's really important to acknowledge yourself. And if the goal feels like it's too big and too far-fetched, you're going to lose steam. So anytime you have a goal that you want to do, you have to break it down into steps. And when you achieve steps, you feel much better. It works for weight loss. It works for starting a business. Anything that you're trying to achieve, you have to put it into steps. Yeah. How do you um, celebrate your small wins, I'll say? Do you have anything special that you do or you just kind of treat them each uniquely? You know, they're each unique because it depends on what it is that I'm working on. Um, You know, in steps of entrepreneurship, uh, a funny thing for me is I love doing payroll. And I love that I I have two businesses and um, one of them I have a whole team that I pay. And when I, when my payroll increases, I get so excited. I must have butterflies in my stomach because that means we had a better month. Wow. And so, you know, it's really how you look at stuff. And so when I see that, you know, we're doing good, um, you know, using that as an example, I'll give my team extra, you know, little bonuses and things like that. And it makes me feel good. So I'm rewarding myself by being able to give to others. Mm. So it's, you know, it's little things that it, it doesn't matter like what it is that we're doing to reward ourselves, And it doesn't always have to be monetary or something that you can is physically tangible. It's a feeling. And I think using that example with payroll is a perfect example. Not many people like doing payroll, but it's how they're thinking about it. Yeah, I didn't even think about that because payroll for many is like, payroll. If you're changing your mindset to look at it as like, wow, I am helping. First off, you're helping someone else feed their family by giving them an employment opportunity. So like that's one way to just change that mindset. But two, I love the way that you look at it when you're paying more to payroll. That just means that your company is doing better. And I I don't think I've ever really learned it from that scope. Yeah. Wow. It makes such a difference. Everything that we do, it's really where your mindset is. Um, if you dig into a goal, but your mind isn't in the right place, it's going to be really hard and you're going to struggle achieving that goal. Mindset, mindset, mindset. Whew. It is. <laughs> so Amanda, if you could give a message to a person listening to our show right now who might be on the verge of giving up. I think we have all been there at one point or another in our life. What would you tell them? Um, I think two things. One is what is the story that you're telling yourself? Mm-hmm. A lot of times there's a predetermined story that we have going on auto replay in our subconscious that we don't even acknowledge. And it just keeps hitting repeat every time we try to do something. So just kind of being in the quiet and listening to what your mind is telling you and looking at it is it true because a lot of times these stories in the subconscious are exactly what they are stories and they're not based on facts Mm. so looking how you can counteract that story into a more positive state and 
I guarantee there's not one of us out there that doesn't have a story. So (laughs) if if you, if you don't know what it is, we just have to spend more time in the quiet and listening for it because it's there. And if you um, start to notice a repeat trend of, you know, something coming up when you're planning something, whatever it might be, that's your story. So looking how you can counteract that story. And then the second part is just taking a step. And it goes back to what I was saying with the goals. It doesn't have to be a leap. It doesn't have to be a jump. It's not a cross-country marathon. It's a step. Just take a step. And each step is a reward. Mm. And instead of making it so discouraging that you have this huge goal that you haven't hit, that's okay because it's just a journey. It's not an, you know, an instant button that you can hit. So just take a step. Right. Oh, I love that. Take a step. And, and I know for some people, taking a step can be as small as getting out of bed every morning. And for yeah. other people, yeah. it can be a big step like quitting your job and walking into entrepreneurship. So we're all struggling mm-hmm. with what that step looks like. But I love that. Just take a step. Yeah. Oh, this is great stuff. I love it. (laughs) Will you tell our audience where they can learn a little bit more about you as well as the programs that you offer? I would love to. So um, you can visit my website. It's empowerlifecoach.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram, which is also empowerlifecoach. And I do have a program coming up that's starting um, in the beginning of February, and it's called the Empowered Living Program. I offer this twice a year, and it really goes into a lot of what we talked about today. It's breaking through the barriers, the, the limiting beliefs. Um, what are you holding on to? Need to forgive. Maybe you have to forgive even yourself. Getting, it's all these steps that are going to get your mind in the right place. And then finally, we close with setting goals. And I believe that you have to have all these things lined up beforehand because if you don't have your mind in the right place, like we were saying before, you're not going to be able to work through those goals. You're going to keep um, struggling and going in circles. So this is really clearing up your mind so that you can step into your best life and actually succeed in your goals because now your mind is prepared for it. And be there tools that you can use that are going to last a lifetime. Wow. I love that. And, and, and it is like self-sabotage mm-hmm. if you skip straight to the goals without working on your mindset first or, or mess it, or you working on all the, the things in between. If you go straight to goals, it, it is like you're setting yourself up for failure almost. Absolutely. And, uh, you can learn about the program. I have it all broken down, what one of we're offering each week. And it's right on my website. So empowerlifecoach.com forward slash E-L-P. So that stands for the Empowered Living Program. Wow. I love this. I love it. I'm going to have to go check it out myself. Yes. (laughs) Maybe we'll see you in there. Yes. Well, this has been such an enlightening call. And I I said it before, but the timing for it couldn't have been any more perfect as we kick off the new year. I have loved your transparency as well as the great tools and tips that you've given our audience. So Amanda... Thank you again for joining me today. It's really been an honor. Oh, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Well, there we have it. Great information from Amanda. So head over to mindbizlife.com website for full episode notes, as well as direct links to Amanda's website and social profiles. 
don't forget that I'm on Instagram at mindbizlife, or you can link up with me personally at laurensmithbiz. Do you know a brand or business that might want to become a sponsor of the podcast? Send them my way. The aid of sponsors will ensure that this podcast keeps going. So if you or someone you know might be interested, have them email me at hello at laurensmithbiz.com. And don't forget to leave a review for a chance to get highlighted next week. Oh, and next week's episode, well, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. (laughs) So I'm dropping an episode that you don't want to miss. Happy New Year. I'll see you back here next week for another episode. And until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.